Once again, happy Sabbath, everyone. We're sharing with Brother Harold. We have, we're, we're telling him we have looked into the abyss. And what we mean is we have seen what is going on, what's about to happen. And without Jesus, we would be lost. We realize that. Without him, we would be lost. Because what is happening right now, you know, we always used to talk about, oh, the, the end of time or, or the end of days and all that. Do you know that we don't have to look to that as a future event any longer? It is a present truth. You are in these days. And all the things that we've studied all these years are happening right now. And when we get to see these things firsthand and talk to the people who are in charge to make sure that these things happen, it sometimes can be a bit shocking because you look and say, really? In the name of who? That's what you all are doing? And we saw that. And we asked the Lord, how can we be a voice in the midst of all of this madness? And he said this morning, hold on to Jesus. And this is our only hope for what Christianity has in store for the world, what this termed Christianity has nothing to do with Jesus. So he said, hold on to Jesus. And I understand why. And I understand why the world doesn't want Jesus. And I understand why Christianity doesn't want Jesus. And I understand that, but sometimes it can be, a dis be disheartening to see so many who claim the name of Christ and don't want Jesus. And we'll talk about that a little bit today, that there is a difference. But if you would turn your Bibles this morning to the book of Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4, and we're going to begin at verse 7. Peter and James were doing what God told them to do was to go around and be representatives of him, and they were empowered by God to do those things. God had set them in a position that they would be in the midst of it all, and they would do godly things. They would do righteous things. They would heal the sick. They would cast out demons. They would preach the gospel. And so this would, had just, had just happened. A, a man had been healed, and, and in verse 7 of Acts 4, they were standing in front of the people, uh, the church, and they said, and when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? <coughs> See, they knew it was some power, and, and if you understand what the, the word name means, you'll understand this statement even more. But he said, by what power and by what name have you done this? And verse 8 says, then Peter, filled with what? The Holy Ghost said unto them, ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel. He said, let me tell you about what power and what, what name this has occurred. In verse 9 it says, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught 
of, your, of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby what? We must be saved. His name is Jesus. Some of our brothers say Yahshua. Amen. But his name is Jesus. Not just Christ. His name is Jesus. When the angel was speaking what, uh, to, to, to Mary and, and Joseph, what did they tell him to call? tell them to call him Jesus. See, that's why what name and what power do you do this? It's Jesus. And this is what's about to happen in the, in the international re, uh, 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 arena. There will be no Jesus. And that's a little frightening. And they're telling you this in your face. They say there'll be a God. Amen? There'll be a higher power. There might even be a Christ, but there'll be no Jesus because they can't have Jesus and their program work. We understand that. Now, what we have to do is hold on to Jesus because what we just read to you in verse 12 is now an offense. It is now a crime to say that there none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That's called, uh, I said what Brezhnev said, he, they, they had to get rid of the, the religion exclusiveness. You can't have a religion that is right and say the only way you can get to heaven is this. He said they had to do away with that, and that was written maybe 30 years ago. But now they call you extremist if you believe what we just read. Did you say amen to this? Amen. Did you say amen that Jesus of Nazareth was the only name you'll be saved by? Amen. Do you know that is against the new movement, the new one world religion? You realize that, right? And I'm not just talking. See, we, 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 we always put that off into the distance, that there's this one world religion, and, and, and it's soon to come. Let me tell you, it's here. It's here because they all sing it from the same hymnal. See, the battles we have fought over the years aren't battles any longer. We have to hold on to Jesus. Because when someone comes to you and says, no, there'll be Muslims, there'll be Hindus, there'll be all these people in heaven because it's more than one way to get there. And when you come out and say, no, what, there's only one name given under heaven that all men will be saved, and that's the man, Jesus, they're going to say, well, you have to come with us now. And I'm talking about the same people that these brothers were standing in front of. Are you ready for this war? Are you ready to believe in Jesus no matter what your environment says? See, what we have grown up, especially here in this country, we have grown up in an environment that at least the name Jesus has been recognized. Amen? Amen. There are a lot of countries that that's not the case. But in this country, we're... The infrastructure was there that people, either grandmother, your grandparents made you go to church or, or, or at least you went to church for a funeral or you went to church for a wedding or you, the church was involved in your life in some way. This is no longer the case. The environment without Jesus is going to be a mess. 
Go, if you would. Let's go to Genesis chapter 11. Because here is where we stand. Here is where we stand now. And, and we've stood here before. Genesis chapter 11. Everybody must be on the same page for this arena to operate in the way they wanted to operate. But God said, hold on to Jesus. Genesis chapter 1. There's a problem here. I'm not Genesis 11, I'm sorry. Genesis chapter 11. Let's go to verse 1. The whole earth was what? Of one language and of one speech. Amen? We look at this as history. We should really look at this as right now. Because the whole world is what? Of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick, and burn them throughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make us a what? A name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men did what? Build it. Now look, they said, look, we understand something. We need to hey, be of one name. We need to be of one way. We need to all be on the same page because we don't want to have anything to do with God. And this is what happened then. We don't want to go by any order or commands of the Savior. We don't want to have anything like that. What we want to do is have our own city and our own tower. And, 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 and the Lord said, hold on a second. Let me come down and see. Now, we know God knew what was going on. It wasn't like he was somewhere else. But he said, let me come down and see what you all are doing. Now, look what he said. And the Lord said, behold, the people is one. That is not a grammatical error. They had one mind. And he said, the people is one, and they have all one language. They speak the same thing. Does that sound like today? There is nowhere on earth you can go that they don't speak the same language, because it's all about something uh, higher than what you and I deal with. He said, they speak the same language, and they begin to do and this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have what? Imagined to do. You all aren't part of this, we pray. The whole world is one. The whole world we know. See, we're okay with the whole world being one in economics, right? Everybody satisfied with that being the case? We're all right with the whole world being one in the political realm. Do we understand that that's the case now? Okay. But, but, but at this point, the real deal is coming to fruition. What it is is the whole world is one in a language of religion that is amazing to people who live in this country. We can't really fathom what's happening behind the scenes, but you will in just a moment. Something new is on the horizon for all those who, hold, who say they hold on to Jesus. If someone took the, 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 the position of Jesus out of your life, what would you do? I didn't say God. They got a God for you. 
But if they took Jesus out, what would you do? Life would be a little different, wouldn't it? Because Jesus and who he is is a whole belief system. And we're going to get to that. But, but what has happened is they said, look, man, we got to take all that out. We've already took, taken out nationalism. Anybody know nationalism? You know, there are no borders any longer, right? Because everything is being controlled by the same people. Go to Revelation 13. When we said this is what happened then, it is what's happening now because God said it was going to happen. What they have taught people to understand is that all wars were fought because of nationalism and religion. They have convinced us of that even though we know better than that. We know that the last wars in at least 100 years was all about splitting up profits. But, but they said that it, it's because we have these, these borders, we have wars. America doesn't like Russia. You remember back in the day where we had air raid drills when we were kids? We had to go hide under the desk or go down in the basement. See, some of you all missed that. They would say, okay, we got to have an air raid drill. And we would all get under the desk. Nuclear attack, we don't get under the desk. <laughs> but that's what, you know, because we were trained to hate the commies. These Russian communist people, they were terrible people. They're, we're America, we have democracy. We, we, we were taught that, we were brought up in that, and they said that's why we have war. It's because there's too many countries not liking other countries. So, and, and also, they said, and the other wars were fought over religion. And we look, under the, uh, we look in the history and we see the Crusades and we see the massacres of the Muslims and we see all these things. And if it wasn't for religion, we could all get along. Have you heard that? So if you believe that, what would you do? You would take away all borders and you would take away all religions. Let's go to Revelation 13. You are now living in this day. Revelation 13, let's go to verse 6, if you would. He said, and the, he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, and power was given him over the kindreds and tongues and nations. Whatever this is, is antichrist. Amen? But... He's given this power to have all to rule the kindreds, the tongues, and the nations. And verse 8 says, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. He said, If any man have an ear, do what? Let him hear. This is the time you're living in. There's somebody who's taken away Jesus and all that he stands for and all the things that, that, that go into the belief in Jesus. He said, Because... All the world is going to worship him, except those who what? Names are written in the Lamb's book of life. If you have convinced people that there was no Lamb, do you think they have an opportunity to be written in the book? They don't even have a desire to ask to be written in the book. They have no desire to be a person that might be written in the book. They don't have a desire to be a saint, as God has said here. Oh, the whole world wandered after the beast. Are you able or willing to stand against the whole world? This is where we are. This is where we are. Now look at this. You want to know why we know that to be true? Well, God said it. <laughs> That's the main thing. We have seen it. 
come to, to, over these 50 years, we've seen this happen. We are in a place that I thought there was no way in the world we would be here. There's no way in the world that Christians would do this. There's no way in the world that the church would lay down like this. We've seen it. They let you know it a little while ago. About 40-something years ago, they put it on the airways, what they were going to do. And they used a young, a, a, a young man who had, had studied uh, this new religion that they're going to have for us. He had went over to India and, and, and went over to Tibet. He went to all these places and he learned the new religion, the international religion. And he wrote a song. And so they used this guy who used to be part of a, a band called the Beatles. Anybody heard of them? One of the, the big boys, you know, in the last 50 years, it was what, the, one of the largest, the most influential rock and roll bands uh, that they put together. And, and I'm going to read you the words of this song. Some of you might remember this, but this is what their plan was. And they told those who were listening back in 69 what they were doing. But we were too busy in the civil rights movement to understand what was going on. We were so busy fighting one battle when they were winning the war. Just a few words, if you don't mind. The first line was, imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below. Above us, only sky. Imagine all the people living for today. Imagine there's no countries. It isn't hard to do. Nothing to kill or die for. No religion, too. Imagine all the people living life in peace. Now they're telling you, this is what we're doing. And this was 40-something years ago. And when we heard this, this was an unsettling song because it was, you know, nice. Doo -doo -doo -doo. You know, it wasn't, you know, da -da 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 -da, we're going to kill everybody. You know, it was very calming. And people would use it in their, you know, in their uh, love fest and, you know, all the things that you used to do back in the 60s and 70s. And the last line says, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us and the world will be as one. Some of you older people remember this song. Now, this was the plan. This is what is going to happen, and this is what we're going to do. There will be, the religion that you know will be no more. There are no countries. There's no nationals. You got a few people holding on now being, you know, they, they call patriots. You know, oh, America, America. America left a long time ago. Now, where are we now? We are in this position where there is the religion of your parents no longer exists. The religion of your grandparents no longer exists. Our issue here is, are we going to hold on to Jesus? Because the whole world wandered after the beast. The whole world. Go to Luke, if you would. He said, look, man, this new religion that's coming, this new religion that's here, it's going to look interesting. Because... It's going to be peace and safety preached. Because they said, remember they said that if we don't have religions, we won't have wars. 
Will we live in peace? If we don't have countries, we won't have wars. We'll all live in peace. And doesn't everybody right now want peace? There's been so much murder and confusion and stress and problems that if somebody came in and offered you peace, we would probably take it. Guess what's coming? The Lord said, no marvel, for even Satan is transformed into what? An angel of light. Guess what's coming? Are you ready? Are you ready to hold on to Jesus when the whole world wonders after the beast? Most problem is we don't know Jesus. And so we're going to go on with this flood of ungodly men because they're going to say, oh, man, that's not, that's not really true. We found a new book. That's not really true. There, we, we were incorrect. We're starting a new chapter in the history of man. We're no longer believing in that. We got this another set of rules that we're going to go by and make sure we all have peace. Are you ready to hold on to Jesus when the whole world wanders after the beast? Go to Luke, if you will, 21. Christ was trying to warn us. And in the 21st chapter of Luke, we'll start at verse 8. Stay with us, if you will. Because before, before you get any more depressed, I want you to know God moves mountains. And I want you to know that God is in control. And I want you to know that God is above all. Can we say amen to that? Amen. So I don't want you to sit there and get overwhelmed by this good news. It is good news. Y'all know that, don't you? Because when this thing happens, guess who comes? You get to go home. How come nobody's excited? Maybe y'all want to stay here. Is that what it is? Y'all got good jobs. You know, life's good. Everything's working out for you. Luke 21, starting at verse 8. He said, take heed that ye be not what? Deceived. Why would he say that? Because we are about to be deceived because we don't know Jesus and where our relationship is not strong enough to hold on when the flood of ungodly men come. He said, but I don't want you to be deceived. I want to let you know what's happening. I'm giving you a more sure word of prophecy. Are we ready to hear this? Are we going to hear this today? We got it somewhere else to be and something else to do. You can miss this if you want to. In verse 8, once again, Take heed that ye be not deceived. For many shall come in my name, saying what? Then say, I am Jesus. And we're going to explain this to you in a minute. Many are going to say, I am Christ. And the time draweth near. Go ye not thereafter them, therefore after them. But when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified, for these things must first come to pass. He said, these tactics that are going to be used to terrify you, to make you uh, uh, latch on to this new understanding, this new belief, don't be terrified. I told you these things were going to happen, so don't seek for peace from them. He said, for these things must come, first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. Then said he unto them, 
Nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and great earthquakes shall be in divers places, and famines and pestilences, and fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. But before all these, there shall lay their hands on you. He said, you're going to see all these things. Don't be afraid. I told you these things were going to happen. Don't be afraid, and don't let your fear cause you to forget Jesus. Because fear can make you do some strange things. It'll make you do things you know are wrong just because you, you are afraid that something bad is going to happen. He said, but when all these things happen, I want you to know what this really is all about in verse 12. But before all these, they shall lay, hands, lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues. Now, what's the synagogue? He said, I'm going to, you, they're going to deliver you up to the synagogues and into where? Prisons. And why? Being brought before kings and rulers for who? My name's sake. Keep that in mind now. And it shall turn to you for a testimony. Settle it, therefore, in your hearts, not to meditate before what ye shall answer, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom with all, which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. He said, I'm, you're, because you are representing my name, you're going to be caused to be put in places. Don't worry about what you're going to say. Don't sit there and try to figure out what they're going to ask you so you can be ready to answer. He said, I'm going to give you some wisdom that is going to bypass everything they are because I'm trying to witness to them too. Amen? And he shall be betrayed both by parents and brethren. So when that happens, don't be afraid. He said and kinfolks, and friends, and some of you, they shall cause to be what? Put to death. Then he said, and ye shall be hated of all men for one reason, for my name's sake. How many men will hate you? Are you ready to stand and hold on to Jesus when the whole world wanders after the beast? See, Jesus is no longer popular. We have figured that out now, haven't we? See, 40 years ago, you could get away with Jesus in the South. In the North, you know, yeah. But in the South, every, if you didn't go to church, you were looked at a little strange. You remember those days? You remember, I mean, you, what church do you go to? Those, that was a different time. You understand that life was different because there was, there was something holding this thing together. Even the, 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 the drug addicts, the alcoholics, the thugs were held in check because there was something called Jesus. You don't have that anymore. Old women could walk down the street at night, walk past a whole bunch of thugs, and the thugs would hide the wine bottle behind their back and say, yes, ma'am, good evening, ma'am. Didn't make them righteous thugs, did it? But there was something in the land. Now, a lady, a, a young, older lady can't walk in the middle of the day without getting hit on, beat up, car stolen, no respect at all. It was on purpose, y'all. And it's, it, it's come to the full. But he said, you're going to be hated of all men for my name's sake. Let me tell you what name means. 
It literally means authority or character. That's why the name Jesus has an authority and it's a certain character. Amen. You can say Christ, Christ which means the anointed one or Messiah, but, but you have to have a character of Jesus and this is what they're trying to take away from Christianity. The law of, and the character of God. That's why I said, for my name's sake, you'll be hated. So when you go in talking about Jesus said this, hey, man, uh, no, no. I have a God. My God is the universal God. Do you know that there are more people who believe in universal God than believe in Jesus? Do you know there's more people practicing that type of religion in Christianity than are practicing Jesus Christianity? In the church, they don't even know it. Why? Because we have been taught away from Jesus. Does that make sense? The things that we have learned have caused us to forget the commandments of God. So what is standing in the way of this new religion? Nothing. It used to be people like us. But where is our voice? Where is our consistency? Are we Joseph? We were talking about Joseph this morning. Joseph was in prison and a Christian. Joseph was in the palace and a Christian. Joseph was being falsely accused and a Christian. He never forgot his Christianity, and he always represented Christ everywhere. He had the character of Jesus. Where is our character today? God is calling us today to understand something. The whole world is wandering after the beast, and he asked this question, will you hold on to Jesus through it all? Do we know the character of Jesus? Do we represent the character of Jesus? Do you know Jesus was? Does Jesus love? Was he, was he, was he long-suffering? Was he kind? Was he gentle? Did he excuse sin? Did he reprove? Did he forgive? Okay, these are just some of the characteristics of Jesus. Question again, are you representing him? See, you can't grab on to Jesus in time of need. Jesus needs to be in you in time of need. So you act like Jesus in time of need. When things get rough, Jesus is already there. You don't have to go looking for him. If we're Christians, right? Oh, I got to get to... He already should be there. It should be your character. When things happen, you should respond as Jesus responded. Amen? Are we, can we do that today? Yes. Go to John, if you would. It's the character and name of Jesus that they hate. Lucifer hated it in heaven. Satan hates it now. And the one world religion hates it. Are you ready to hang on to Jesus? To represent him in spite of it all? Are we ready for that? And this is what we got to get ready to be. John 14. Let's go to verse 1 of John 14 today. This is when you say you believe in Jesus. There's so much, when you take the name of Jesus and you say you believe in Jesus as the Bible has told you to believe in him, you assume a lot of things. But you are held responsible for a lot of things too. Let's go to John 14, verse 1. It says, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. 
In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Now, you believe in Jesus. He just told you, I have a Father. There are many what? Mansions. I go to prepare a place. You can't go without Jesus. You know, you don't have an admittance to heaven without him. He said, I go to prepare a place. He said, I'm not coming to straighten your house up. I'm going to open the door so you can come. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, if you believe that, I will come again. Amen. So now you believe in that. You not only believe that Jesus was here, left here, has the ability to get us in. He said, I'm coming back too. That's why Jesus can't be in this new religion. It blows everything out the door. The new religion is you are God. You are one with the universe. You have the ability to, and it's very spiritual. You have the ability to touch God. Y'all haven't studied this. Don't. Go to, tell you what, go to a real yoga class and you'll find out what they're talking about. No, don't you do that because that stuff jump on you and it's all. This is what this is. This new age is this new religion. But if you believe in Jesus, you have already believed in things that they can't have happen. Jesus lived. Jesus died. Jesus went to heaven. Jesus came back. Jesus uh, prepared a place for you. And Jesus is what? Going to come again. And receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Verse 4, and whether I go, you know, and the way you know. He was talking to his disciples, and of course, you always got one disciple, don't you? Oh, Thomas. <laughs> Thomas said to the Lord, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? Now, Thomas had missed the entire lesson of the sanctuary. Yeah. Just don't know what Jesus, what are you saying? The way. And Jesus, as Jesus did, he was very patient. Thomas, I mean, in verse 6, he said, Jesus said to him, I am the way. Look at that. You can't make that statement anymore. I am the way, the truth, and what? The life. The life. Then he makes this statement that's going to pause you to have trouble in this new religion. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That eliminates 590 billion people. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many people on earth, 6 billion. It eliminates 95%. No man coming to the Father, but by me. Do you believe that? I mean, do you really believe that? Or are you going to sit there and say, well, you know, that can't be right. God is a God of love. He wouldn't just dismiss all these folks. God, see, when, please remember, God, people, when they say God, you might want to check out their background. The Luciferians have a God, and they call him God. Check your constitution. Check the back of your dollar bill. And God, we trust. People are actually fighting to keep that on a dollar bill. Do you know what God they're talking about? It's not Jesus. 
is not the creator. People say, oh, they took God out of schools. That's why it's crazy. They took Jesus out of schools. God's still there. Oh, we got to understand. See, you got to understand the language that's happening. And so that's why it's, the transition is a little easier for people because they don't understand what the language is. If somebody said, God is good, what would you say? <laughs> Depending on who's telling you, what God are they talking about? You see the rappers, don't you? I want to first of all thank God for making this album that it had to be Penrose Advisory on front of it because I was cussing and <laughs> talking about fornication and, and, and all manner of things, but I want to thank God. They all thinking they're God, Don't, aren't they? Yeah, they got all these godly symbols. <laughs> in, in the Academy Awards, I want to thank God. I just made a movie about killing 15 people. I was possessed by demons when I did it, but God got me. See, that's why it's going to be a little easier for some people, because they don't understand who, who's talking. They don't understand the spiritual world, but Jesus did understand it. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And, and, and no one comes to the Father but by me. Verse 7 said, if ye had known me, you should have known my Father also, and from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Why? Because... Jesus represented the Father. He had, he had the character of the Father. And so we have to understand something, that they are trying to take away the character of Jesus out of the existence of man. Because we were once one with God, weren't we? Back in the garden. Go to Luke, if you would. The, the deal is to take away the name Jesus. See, when you say you believe, man, you... you, you People are so used to saying, I believe in Jesus, and don't understand what that means and what you are saying you believe. And then, because if somebody held up Jesus in front of you and said, this is what you are claiming, most people would run away and say, no, I don't want to do that. That's, that, that's too much, too, too restrictive. And John, I mean, sorry, Luke. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Let's go to verse 17 in Luke chapter 10. Are we, are we there? Amen. Luke chapter 10, verse 17. He had sent 70 out. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even what? The devils are subject to us. How? Do you see why Jesus has to go? The devils can't handle Jesus. And the devils run the new religion. So when you take the only thing that can handle the devils out of the new religion, who has full sway? The devils. He said, they were so excited because back in Christ's day, the demonic influence was great. Just like today. I mean, and they understood that this was a spirit. And they said they, had, they knew these people were possessed. They just couldn't do anything about it. So Christ came and gave them power over it. What is the difference today? Without Jesus, you have no power. You have now no power over any of these things. And that's why this new world religion is just going to be walked right on in. Because no one has the power to stand. Let's keep reading. 
Jesus said, and he, uh, he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give you unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and all power over who? The enemy. Who's the enemy? This is Jesus said this. In his name, we have this power. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. See, that's why you're not afraid any longer when you see the prophecy fulfilled, but you're also part of that prophecy is, I will give you power. Amen. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that, ye, that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your name is written where? In heaven. When you say you believe in Jesus, now you believe in heaven. We've read in their little document, imagine there's no heaven or no hell below. What a religion. You're going to come back as a frog. I'm reincarnated. If I live good this day, I'll come back and be somebody rich the next time. Do you see all of that? That's your new world concept. Is can we all just get along? And what's sad about it, when the, you're introduced to it, for a brief moment in time, it will look like peace and safety until Satan himself shows up. Or you decide to stand for Jesus. That's why we have to read these, these particular scriptures. It says, don't worry, nothing can hurt you if I'm with you. Because we're going to get nervous, aren't we? When they get on television and, and, and they say, look, man, we have found this new thing. We hadn't found it before. We knew we didn't understand this Jesus thing, and now we understand why. Jesus was really a good guy. But, man, we found that these people were crooked, and they, they said he was the son of God. Well, that's not true anymore, and this is going to be coming from the church. <clears throat> what happens if you see something miraculous fall out of the sky, light and bright, and comes and, and, and hovers over your house? <laughs> and start speaking to you in a, in, a, in a way that just resonates with your soul. And they start talking to you and saying, well, this, this whole religion thing was, it was messed up. This was man's uh, creation. What, I have come because uh, I am here now to give you light. See, we've been watching you all. What happens if this happens? Are you, are you going to be able to, through that spiritual warfare, stand for Jesus? Now, don't say Brother Shaw said the aliens are coming, okay? I didn't say that. If they do, then you know. Believe in Jesus. I want you to read this one thing we're going to go. Hebrews chapter 4. If you believe in the name of Jesus, which is the character of Jesus, which is, which is his way, you believe a lot of things, and this is why they hate you. Let's just read something that all of you would probably agree with because all of you are people who go to church from time to time. And nobody's going to argue. See, I didn't say, have I said anything about Sabbath yet? We ain't there yet. We've been taught all our lives. Oh, it's the Sabbath against Sunday. The Sabbath is part of the character of Christ. Let, let, let's get, let's, it's the character of Christ we're looking at. I know a bunch of people who go to church on Sabbath. Not going to the kingdom. Why? Because they don't have the character of Christ. Let's look at this. Verse 14. We're in Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews 4. 
Now look at what you believe in if you say you believe in Jesus. Verse 14 of chapter 4. Seeing then that we have a what? Okay, stop. You believe that statement? Do you know what that means? Do you know what a high priest is? Do you know what a high priest is found? Do you know the function of a high priest? Oh, sanctuary. Man, get that sanctuary stuff out of here. That's, that's Old Testament, right? You can't, you don't know Jesus without the sanctuary. Because even in Hebrews, it says you have a great high priest. See what you say you believe in? If I ask you right now where Jesus was, some of you would tell me and be right. He's a high priest, so where is he? He's in the temple made by God, not man. Where part of the sanctuary is he in now? Why? Holy, what, what, what is that? That's Jewish. He said, I, can't, I went to prepare a place for you. Hook that scripture up with this scripture, and you'll find out what he's doing. What, did, what was a high priest doing? He was preparing. So first of all, you believe in the sanctuary services. You believe in the resurrection of Jesus. You believe in the intercessory work of Jesus right now, because most of Christianity does not believe that. They say all was done at the cross, and there's nothing else to be done. But this is what you say when you believe in Jesus, okay? Let's keep writing. We, we didn't even pass the first sentence. He said, he said, the high priest that is blessed, that is passed, I'm sorry, into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. You have said that Jesus died and was resurrected. You believe that? Why was he resurrected? Who resurrected him? For what purpose? Go back to the high priest. How many Christians do you know know this? And that's one verse. That's why it's not going to be hard because no one knows this. No one is studying the character of Jesus. They say, I believe in Jesus because basically everybody around me did. I saw my grandmama pray at midnight to Jesus and things worked. That's not the relationship you, you. We base our relationship with Jesus based on how much struggle we're in. And we, uh, we grab onto Jesus when we have a problem. So they say, oh, we're going to eliminate problems. You won't know Jesus. Let's keep going. Verse 16. 15, I'm sorry. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. That's against modern-day Christianity. They tell you that Jesus was holy flesh. He didn't feel what we went through. Do you believe he did? He was touched with the feelings of our infirmities. That's why he can relate to us. He was down here going through it just like we are. You believe that? but was in all points tempted as we are, yet what? Without sin. You say you believe in Jesus, you believe this. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of what? Grace. Oh, now stop. 90% of the religions on earth just got canceled. Why? Because now you have introduced the concept of sin and the need of forgiveness. And the mercy of God. Most religions don't have those things. Ah, it's just, you know, karma. Things happen. You've now said that I believe that there was law. 
And that law came from God. And that we broke the law of God. And we needed an intercessor to help us get back or pave the way back to the mansions of heaven. And, and it was Jesus the Christ who did it. And it was his blood. We are healed by his stripes. All these things you say you believe when you say, I come boldly to the throne of grace. That we may be what? We may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now there's a religion you believe in that says I need help. Are we hearing anything today? Luke 6. Let's go. This is, I don't know. Luke 6. We got to understand this. Because it's here. That's what, I think that's what unnerves me more than anything. I've seen it with my own eyes. It is here. And what are we doing? And it makes me even a little more nutty because I think we can stand up and have a voice in the midst of it. The voice of God needs to be heard. His words need to be heard. And yeah, I know all of the multitude is against you. I had a man from Atlanta. I, read, I didn't know the guy. He, he was standing there and I was talking to these other people and, and he was listening and the guy said, man, you know, Pastor Shaw, you know, the guy was, oh, he's real deal, man. He, he, he's real deal. I'm like, no. For those on the, radio, on the conference call, I'm shaking my head no. And I gave this other man, we were just talking, I gave him my testimony. And he said, man, that's next level faith. Man, I need that kind of faith. I said, that's Jesus. That's no, that's no man can do that. But man, you, this is, how did you, I, I said, pray, God will give it to you. See, we take, it, we, we take for granted the things he's done for us. There are people out here who have never touched faith like we've touched faith. Never seen it, never had to go through it. But this is what it's going to take, y'all. And this word needs to be gotten out. And it's the faith in Jesus that we have that is going to make this thing heard. We got that? And it's your responsibility to have this faith. If you were allowed to see the enormity of your, uh, and the power of your enemy, we would all shrink because we don't know Jesus. Was Jesus in the midst of everybody hated him? One of his boys turned him in. Are we ready? Because that's where we're going to be in just a moment. Luke what? Six? Let's go to 17. And he came down with them and stood in the plain in the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Now, they had, Jesus had gotten his reputation because in the midst of all of the religion, there was this man healing. It was this man who were overcoming diseases. He was overcoming satanic influence. It was just one man. And he came. And people kept coming because they wanted to be healed. They wanted to, to hear the truth. And that's why we know one thing. There are people out here who want to hear the truth. Amen. 
The whole world wandered after the beast. But God did make a statement in, X, in, in, in Revelation 18. He said, come out of her, my people. That means there's somebody out there that needs to hear the word. And we can't sit on our hands any longer. Whatever we have, let's get it and put it in here. And let's do what God asked us to do. He said, verse 18, And they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and what happened to them? They were healed. Do you believe that? Do you believe that this is going to happen right now? It's going to happen right now if you will do what God asks you to do. He said, and, and, they, and, and they were healed. In verse 19, and the whole multitude sought to touch him. Why? For there went virtue out of him and healed them all. Who was this him? Jesus. Do you see why they have to get rid of him? Because when Jesus and his character and the spirit of God walks into a place, what happens? The devils have to flee. That's why they can't have Jesus in the middle of this. Do you believe in Jesus enough to walk with him, yes. to follow him in all that he says to do? If we would just get to the conclusion and realize we don't know anything. We sit here trying to argue with Jesus. Well, Jesus, I don't want to do that because, you know, I don't think that's right. Aren't you glad you're not Jesus? Because I know if I was and I had all that Jesus was and is, them conversations will be short. <laughs> you mean, I created the universe and you, you mad because you got to stop being an alcoholic. <laughs> really? Do you see what this universe is? He said, do you see? See, you, you and I are a speck of dust as it relates to the creation of God. And this speck of dust is going to argue with the one who put it all together and going to def defy him because there's enemy. His enemy is telling us to defy him. How bold we must be and how loving he must be. When the whole multitude sought to touch him and then went virtue out of him and healed them all. And verse 20 said, and he lifted up his eyes on the disciples and said, Blessed be ye poor, for yours is the kingdom of heaven, heaven of God. Blessed are ye that hunger now, for ye shall be filled. Isn't this great? He said, it's going to get rough, but you will be taken care of. God said, Blessed are ye that hunger now, for ye shall be filled. Blessed are ye that weep now, for ye shall what? See, don't worry about the weeping. Joy cometh in the morning. Are you ready for the joy in the morning? If you want the joy in the morning, you got to go through the weeping. Why? Because you're standing in hell for Jesus. Oh, didn't realize that, huh? Y'all think Satan fell in a hole in the ground, don't you? His, his demons, his angels are all over this place. And you are standing for right. You're standing for the character of God. Why do you think it's going to be easy on you? He said, blessed in verse 21, blessed ye are ye that hunger now for ye shall be filled. Blessed 
ye that weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are ye when men shall what? Hate you. Why? He told us they're going to hate you for my name's sake. Not for you, but for my name's sake. Blessed ye are when men shall hate you, and when they shall separate you from their company. Oh, that's so sad. You don't get to go anymore. They don't like you anymore. You don't get the party invitations anymore. Some of y'all are not going to get the family reunion invitations anymore because you're standing for Jesus. Now, let me warn you this. Don't not get invited because you're a jerk, okay, or disrespectful or, or any other things you want to put on Jesus because you don't feel like listening to nobody. If you don't get invited, make it sure it's because you stand with the character of God. Amen? Don't bring shame to God's name because you are unruly in yourself and you want to put that on Jesus. We all right with that? And he said, and shall reproach you and cast out your name as evil for, for the son of man's sake. You know they're going to do that? Verse 23, rejoice ye in that day and leap for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. And in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. Don't worry. It's going to happen. But through it all, hold on to Jesus and the character and what you say you believe in. If you claim the name of Christ, take the time to find out what that is. You might not claim it if you knew it. And it's all right. God says you can claim whatever you want to, but there's a consequence to every action you take. You're free to choose. It's like, it's, you know, like, like, like high blood pressure. All your life, somebody told you, don't put all that salt on that stuff. Don't put all that, don't eat all that processed food. Don't do that. Well, I'm going to do it. That's just my choice. I'm going to then you're mad at Jesus because you got high blood pressure. Jesus said, man, I didn't warn you about 30 years. What? Why are you mad at me? You can choose you who you will serve. But I, I want to I tell you there is a reward in heaven. There's a reward here on earth. And God is a good God, is he not? God is a gracious God. He's a merciful God. And this is where we are now. We just need to say, Lord, help us to hold on to Jesus. Because there'll be no infrastructure around you that will support you. I believe Sister Jerry read somewhere in one of those books that it said all earthly support will be cut off. When we used to read that, we used to think about food and power and, you know, stuff that we used to. What God was really saying is that there'll be no one there to say Jesus is Lord around you. You're going to have to stand on your own and know that. You're going to have to stand as David's, David encouraged himself. When your environment says, don't say Jesus, aren't you living in that environment now? Unless you're cursing, then they'll let you do that. You know they do that, let you do that at work? You can use the name of the Lord in vain, but don't say Jesus. You're in this environment now, this, this, this new way of living, this new way of living. Are you going to stand for God? Are you going to stand for Jesus? Let's all, I'm sorry, let's make sure I say Jesus, because we're some God-standing folks. They standing for God. Some people's God is money. They believe in it, don't they? They bow down to it. 
But when we believe in Jesus, 